So as we turn to our normal uh, sermon time, I will, I'll be right up front. It's not as long as normal. Don't let me get you nervous. Uh, I actually pulled it off first service, so I think I can do it now, too. Um, I didn't want to shortchange any aspect of today's service. Uh, the family dedication is, a, is an opportunity to highlight some things that aren't often highlighted, so I wanted to take the time for that. Um, so we're going to turn now. Uh, you can turn in your Bibles. Uh, the, there, we will eventually get to a text of Scripture in 2 Corinthians chapter 1. So it's the Scripture reading we had earlier. Uh, so if you want to turn there, that would be fine. But if you're participating in a life group this week, and I hope you are, I hope you're getting involved in life groups, as I mentioned earlier, uh, you are going to be given the opportunity to talk about your mother and the influence that she has had in your life. Um, so you can be thinking about that now, even as you uh, plan to, to participate in that. The fact is that this will be easy for some and difficult for others. To talk about your mother may be your favorite topic of all of life, but it also may be the most difficult one for you to discuss. It is a difficult task for me to communicate the joys of motherhood for a, a number of reasons. One, I'm a father, not a mother. Two, uh, I know that not everyone has had a positive experience with their own mother. Three, I know some mothers who have not had the greatest experience being a mother, either because of their own sin and failures or the failures and sins of their children. I also know that some desire to be a mother, but are not able to for various reasons. And lastly, I know that Mother's Day is a day for some when they most acutely experience the pain that is, that is a result of the death of a child. As I come before you this morning, I recognize that normally we come with the intent of having a joyous Mother's Day message. I'm not going to be speaking about joy today. I'm going to be speaking about comfort. And so I hope you'll uh, appreciate where, where this is all heading. Um, we, we often are, we, we want to be reminded how wonderful our mothers are. Uh, we want to, many of us want to, you know, proclaim from the housetops, the rooftops, that, that our mother is the best mother who's ever lived. And, uh, and that's, those are good thoughts, but I ask you to consider this morning, why do you believe your mother is so wonderful, and why do you believe that she's the best mother who's ever lived? And so I ask you to consider this, if your mother is anything like mine, and I do count myself as being one of those who had a great mother, she is wonderful because she was able to comfort you when you were in serious need of comfort. Now, that's the only reason that my mother was wonderful or your mother is wonderful, but it is a significant time in life that our mothers meet needs that very few people are able to meet in our lives. We live in a hallmark moment world where people, uh, they want to only recognize the happy times of life. They're not interested in dealing with the sad times. But that is just not real life. In real life, life is difficult sometimes. In real life, things don't always have happy endings. In real life, we need mothers who are able to comfort us when we need comfort. And lastly, I would say in real life, mothers need comfort too. So we're going to consider some of that. One of the, one of the other uh, difficult aspects of preaching on a Mother's Day message is that the majority of us are in the room are not mothers. All right? we, mothers are actually in the minority here today. 
but the rest of us are not mothers, and so you may be tempted to tune me out this morning thinking that this particular sermon uh, is aimed at you. And I want to encourage you, this sermon is aimed certainly towards you, if not specifically towards some of you this morning. Because this morning we are not focusing on motherhood. We are using motherhood to help us focus on how God uses the difficult times of life for His purposes and for His glory. My desire this morning is that we would all come to believe a statement that I have uh, asked them to put on the screen, and that is it. The comfort that we have in Christ. There is a comfort that we have. And it is, it is based, the foundation of that comfort that we have is in Christ. And if you're a believer here this morning, have you noticed, if you're, if you're not a believer here this morning, what that means is you don't really understand what I'm saying. Some of the terms I use seem very uh, strange. You know, we, we speak Christianese oftentimes. We speak words that we understand because we're insiders and we've been doing this thing for a really long time. But can I ask you to step back for a minute to when you were a young Christian? Did you know what it meant to be in Christ? Did you know what it did? Back then, did you understand all that you know today? No. That's why we are focused on making and maturing disciples of Jesus Christ. That is what we are called to do, to bring people to remember, to discover Jesus, to believe what he teaches, to connect with his people, to serve his people and other people, and then to multiply leaders so that we can have churches that thrive and grow and spread because the gospel of Jesus Christ is the most important thing that we can convey to another person in this world. So if you are not a believer in Jesus Christ here this morning, don't feel like you're on the outside. Feel like you have just been brought on the inside and we're inviting you to be in Christ with us. What does it mean to be in Christ? Well, it means all kinds of things, but it means to come to a a faith in Jesus. That name that is disdained by so much of the world, but is honored and revered by all those who, who know who he is. And we invite you to be in Christ, to come to faith in what he has done for you. The reality of the situation is we are all sinners in this room. But we that know Christ are sinners who have been saved by grace. We are no longer under the condemnation of God. We are, we are uh, set free. We have passed from death to life on this side of the grave. We have been forgiven of our sins. And I want to encourage you this morning, if you do not know the forgiveness of God, if you do not know the love of God, then you might not be in Christ the way we are talking about being in Christ. And you need to come and place your faith in what he has done for you, because he died for your sins, because God loves you that much. But as as I think about this morning, my desire this morning is that we will come to believe that the comfort we have in Christ, if you'll hit the next slide, please, uh, gives us the power to comfort others for Christ. As believers in Jesus Christ, as Christians, we have been, we have been created for good works, Not good works to earn our salvation, but good works as an outworking of our salvation. And and, and, uh, in Ephesians 2.10, it tells us that we have been created unto good works that He has prepared for us ahead of time. And so I want to, as we think about mothers and we think about the comfort they give, I'm just saying that the comfort we have in Christ 
gives us the power to comfort others for Christ, for the benefit of Christ, for the glory of God, for His, for his purposes. The idea that a mother is intended to bring comfort is affirmed by God in Isaiah 66. If you hit that slide, I love this text. I'm so thankful God included this text for Mother's Day today because I didn't know it was there. I'm sure I've read it many, many times. But consider this text out of Isaiah 66, verse 13. As one whom his mother comforts, so I will comfort you, and you shall be comforted in Jerusalem. Why, why is this text so amazing? I think it's amazing because God is communicating to us, and he's saying that he, God, the creator of all that is, the one who sent his son to die on our behalf and to resurrect on the third day and forever be at the right hand of the Lord, who's coming again to judge and to uh, you know, establish his, his kingdom on this earth. That same God says he will comfort like a mother. I'm going to be challenging you today, mothers, that on Mother's Day, the one thing you need to, to feel the conviction of the Holy Spirit in is that you are called to comfort your children like God comforts. But for the sake of this text, I want you to understand, mothers are called to comfort. That's what God is saying. I'm, God says, I'm going to be the one who comforts like a mother. God's expectation is that mothers will be comforters of their children. In this particular context, I'm not going to preach this text of Scripture. We know that there's much going on in the book of Isaiah. There's much uh, pronouncement of judgment. There's much uh, profession, uh, prophesying excuse me, of the coming uh, uh, servant of God, the suffering servant. And in this last chapter of Isaiah, the longest book in Scripture... In this last chapter, he conveys that he is going to comfort like a mother comforts. So the question before us this morning is, how does a mother comfort? Well, I can't, I, I, could, I could probably read stories and I could look at different, uh, um, different people in the room and understand what me, you may have done, but that wouldn't be necessarily very personal, would it? I, I'd be calling you out. Oh yeah, I saw you comfort your child, you know, when they scrape their knees on the, on the playground. Uh, I can only tell you what I know from my own mother. So uh, bear with me for a minute. Um, I, I purpose to not be emotional, but I did get emotional first service. Odds are, whenever I speak it to my mom, and there it goes. I start getting emotional. My brothers and sisters have already uh, been texting each other this morning, uh, wishing Happy Mother's Day to our sisters. And, and, uh, but we all know, uh, there's not a text that goes between our brothers, the, the six of us, that is not somehow usually related to my mother or father. And uh, we, it's been many years that we have not had our mother with us. But I wanted to just say, how does a mother comfort? So thinking about my own mother, I will say this. There's comfort in a mother's touch. Is there not? There's comfort in a mother's smile. There is comfort in a, in a mother's voice. As I think about my own mother, all right, as I think about my upbringing in a, in a religious home, we were taught to believe the Bible. We were taught to, that it's important to go to church. I understood who Jesus Christ was mostly because of my mother. She was the one that would spend the time talking about faith. Even when we had differences in our opinions on what the Bible teaches, and she was the one that was 
that, that was holding her ground firm because it was important to her. But I, what I remember most, there's one particular event, and I may have shared it with you before, because it's the one event that comes in my life, that when I talk about the comfort of my mother, I was a little boy, I was sick, and I could not get comfortable. I'm pretty sure I had a fever. My mom was in, in uh, the living room with some other people. I'm not sure who else was there. I just know there were other people, and I wasn't allowed to speak. I just knew I wanted to be with my mother. And I remember walking into that room and climbing into her lap and cuddling up to her, and everything was fine. Now, that's the comfort of a mother. She didn't do anything. It was who she was, and I knew I could go to her. I knew it was safe. And as we think about what's going on in, in, in the world today, we know that, listen, Motherhood is, is being trashed, and, and there's all kinds of things assaulting the family. But I will say this, that a mother and a child, when, when, that, when that relationship is established, there's something that takes place in the majority of relationships that is very special. I knew there was, there was comfort in my, my mother's presence. I knew I would receive comfort in knowing uh, that she is willing to forgive me for when I did wrong. And she had plenty of opportunity to exercise forgiveness of her youngest son. Not as much as her middle two sons, in case my brothers are watching, okay? But she had plenty of opportunity to exercise forgiveness for her baby. And it grieves me some of the, some of the things that I did that she had to forgive me for. But I, I know that there is, there is definitely comfort in knowing that she was a forgiving mother. There is comfort in knowing that when you're around mom, you're never alone. When mom's in the room, all is good. And that's not to put down dads, and that's not really to even uh, highlight moms as if that's all unique. The fact is, there are mother figures in our lives who have filled those roles Either one, because our mother couldn't, she was no longer with us, or our mother didn't. And so all you mother figures out there, please understand that what, what is true of my mother is more than likely true of you. And so I want to emphasize today that all these aspects of comfort that we see in a mother and that I experienced in my mother, all these aspects of comfort are ours in Christ. Think about it. We know when we have been touched by our Savior. Do we not? Have you ever been in need of the touch of the Savior? Have you ever been in a situation where you just, you just knew, God, I need you, and he was there? I think we know when, when uh, our Savior is pleased with us. When we are no longer slaves to sin, but slaves to righteousness. When we make that conscious decision to not succumb to the temptation that is before us. And we do right because we are in Christ. We know our Savior is pleased with us. We know the voice of our Savior every time we read His Word. Do you understand that the Word is Christ? with us. And so every time we engage in Scripture and you, and you grow in some appreciation of either God 
or of the, of the understanding of the world or an appreciation of those around you. I'm just telling you, you know when you've heard the word of your Savior because it speaks loud and clear. We know the peace that we have in Him. Right? Philippians uh, 4, 6, and 7. Be anxious for nothing but in all things by prayer and petition with thanksgiving. Make your request known to God. And the peace of God that transcends understanding will keep your heart and mind in Christ Jesus. That is, that is the comfort. We know our Savior's voice. We know when He speaks to us. We know His peace. We know His forgiveness. If you've ever been forgiven by God, it's because your Savior has forgiven you. He died for you. He loves you. He died for you. He paid for your sins on that cross. And it is the glorious truth of the gospel that we are called to profess throughout the whole world, but certainly in our own families and certainly in our own circles of influence. And then we also know, just like a mother, we know the presence of our Savior. He promised us His presence. Matthew 28, the end there, He says, I, and lo, I'll be with you always, even to the end of the age. There is never a time that as a believer in Jesus Christ, those who are in Christ, there is never a time where we will not have his presence with us. So how does a mother comfort? She comforts in so many ways, and God comforts in so many more. I had just a, a few scripture passages. They're not on the slides. I'm just going to ask you to listen and bask in the love of God for you. Ephesians 2, 4 and 5 says, But God, who is rich in mercy, because of his great love with which he loved us, even when we were dead in trespasses, made us alive together with Christ. By grace you have been saved. Does God comfort? Have you ever experienced God's grace? That unmerited favor, that, that thing that took, took place in your life where you know you didn't deserve it? That's the comfort of God. Galatians 2.20, I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ lives in me. In the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. The comfort of God is expressed most picturesque through the life, the death, the burial, and the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Romans 8, 38 and 39, words that, that have brought much comfort to many people. For I am persuaded that neither death nor life, nor angels nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present nor things to come, nor height nor depth, nor any other created thing shall be able to separate us from the love of God which is in Christ Jesus the Lord. Are you in need of comfort today? Whether you're a mom or not, these words are for you if you are in Christ. And if you are not in Christ, then you need to come to Christ because these words speak life. 1 Peter 2, 9 and 10 says, But you are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, his own special people, that you may proclaim the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light, who once were not a people, but are now the people of God, who had not obtained mercy, but now have obtained mercy. The comfort of God is expressed in so many different ways, but certainly through the mercy of God, 
who while we were yet sinners, while we were enemies living a life of, of disobedience and, and, and um, whatever negative word, negative word you want to use, uh, I'm trying to think of all the different words, right? But disobedience is good enough. While we were enemies, God loved us and sent his son into the world to die for our sins. And as a result of that, Romans 8.1 says, There is therefore now no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus, who do not walk according to the flesh, but according to the Spirit. There is no condemnation. We're going to sing those words in a few minutes. As you stand, sit here this morning, as I stand here this morning, basking in the, in the comfort that only God can give through His Son, Jesus Christ, we are... We are not going to be condemned. We're not going to experience the consequences of our sin. Why? Because we've been forgiven. And that is a beautiful thing that God promises to all who have come to faith. So if, if, we, if you've come to faith in Jesus Christ, and all these verses are speaking to you, which they are, because you are in Christ, what are we to do with this comfort that we've received? Well, that's the text of Scripture that was read for us earlier, and you can look into your Scriptures today, in the, in, in, right now, if you don't mind, 2 Corinthians uh, chapter 1. What we see here is that we are supposed to pass this comfort on to others. It is not to be hoarded. It is not to be somehow uh, hidden away. It, it, we are supposed to, out of the comfort we have received, the text gives us the idea that it's supposed to overflow into the lives of others. And so that's the challenge for all of us today as we know Christ. Because we are very clearly understanding that the comfort that we have in Christ gives us the power to comfort others for Christ. So I stated earlier that mothers are in need uh, of comfort. And that we we have mothers in our church family that are in need of comfort today. And I'm asking you, it's okay to get emotional. I'm asking you to recognize it's okay to think of these folks on Mother's Day because there are mothers that are significantly hurting today more than any other day out of the year. I've gone a little longer already in this one, so in this, ver- in this uh, service, so um, I'm going to move along, but I've got to share this story. There was a time... Uh, it was 2006. I was the rear detachment chaplain for the 7th Special Forces Group out of Fort Bragg. I was the 3rd Battalion chaplain, 1st and 2nd Battalion, as well as another battalion that was attached to us, deployed to Afghanistan. And while they were fighting the fight with, with weapons, uh, we, were on the, we were back home in the United States caring for families, all those families. And it was my role as one of the rear detachment chaplains to, to be involved in the notifications of death. It was my responsibility to be present at the, when the bodies were flown in on the aircraft and as we took the, the bodies off the aircraft after they had been processed through casualty affairs in Dover, Delaware, they would, be, they would send these bodies of our soldiers to their families. And we would get them from the airport to the, nurse, to the funeral home and then there we would inspect the body. Many of you may not know this takes place. But we would inspect the body to make sure, one, the uniform is all correct, nothing has shifted in the flight, uh, all the awards are accurate, and there's this little form that you have to sign off on. And on that form, it indicates whether or not it is recommended by the Casualty, casualty uh, Affairs 
uh, people in Dover whether or not the family should see the body or not. Now, I, I have to tell you all that because of the story I'm going to tell you about a mother. And I don't, I don't remember her name. I could go back and figure it out. I, I purposely did not do that because it's not about her specifically. It's about her as what she experienced as being uh, beneficial for us all to hear. So we escort her son's body to the funeral home. Uh, we do our part. We make sure everything's in place. And then I go to the mother, and it's my job to inform her that the casualty affairs has uh, indicated that they recommend you not see your son. And this mom said words something like this. With grit and determination, she said, I saw him into this world. I will certainly see him out of it. And I remember being bowled over by the strength of this mother. Her son was killed, and it was not pretty. Um, and she stood there, just strong. And I'm telling you, folks, mothers are in need of comfort today. Because, you know, this is an anniversary for that lady. I don't even know where she is. This is an anniversary for her. It's been so many Mother's Days without her child. Other mothers have, have had difficulties and, and are in need of comfort. Other mothers have watched their children self-destruct. Whether it be drugs, alcohol, just uh, poor living, walking away from the Lord, whatever it might be. But this is a Mother's Day where these ladies are in need of comfort. There are still others who are currently longing to meet the needs of their children, only to be pushed away. And if we were to pause for just a moment, we could list a whole number of other mothers who are in need of comfort right now. Mothers within our congregation that are experiencing their first Mother's Day without a child, at least without that particular child. And there's multiple in our church family. I'm asking you, would you pause with me for a moment to pray for these mothers? Father, I thank you for the comfort that you have so obviously demonstrated in our lives because of what Jesus Christ has done. And Father, as we consider this idea that we've received this comfort and we seek to, uh, as an overflow, Lord, we seek to to give it to others. We pray for these folks who are struggling today. Because this day stands out from among all other days because of the pain associated with it. Lord, we ask that you would work in our hearts to be spreaders of comfort, your comfort, into the lives of others. And we pray, Lord, that we would love these people as we, as we express our love in prayer, Lord, you know what they need, and you know that they need something. And so, Father, we pray that you'd work in the lives of your church family to meet those needs, whatever they might be. And, Lord, the, for the ones we can't need may meet, can we, Lord, just help us to trust that you will meet them in some other way? Because you are sufficient. And your comfort is the comfort that you've given. And Lord, we ask that even as you have expressed comfort in these lives already, Lord, that in time, if not already, they will overflow that comfort into the lives of others. May you be glorified in our pain. May you be glorified in, in the difficult times that we go through 
Father, you do not seek to harm us through these difficult times. You seek to mature us. And so, Father, we pray that in that maturing process, we would revere you, we would honor you, we would, we would love you and trust you. And Lord, we ask for opportunity to benefit others with the comfort we've received from you. We pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen.